0: What will you do in this moment? History will judge your silence. In John chapter three, verses one and two, if you've been in church for any length of time, then you've heard the third chapter of John either preached or taught. We learn about a man named Nicodemus, who is a ruler of the Jews. He is a Pharisee. And this man, Nicodemus, is a very important man. John makes sure that he includes within this chapter some very descriptive words to um, signify who Nicodemus is. One, we know that he is of the Pharisees and the Pharisees were a religious sect that came into being after the second temple. Uh, They were a traditional set of people who loved the status quo. Uh, To put it very plainly, Uh, the Pharisees did not want change. They opposed any and everything that would cause an encroachment to their rich uh, traditions. And so anything that would pose a threat to what they were currently doing, they shunned in the name of religion. And this man named Nicodemus was one of the Pharisees. And we know throughout antiquity that Nicodemus was not only a Pharisee, But we also know that he was a member of the Sanhedrin, which we would say is the Jewish Supreme Court. Uh, The Sanhedrin was made up between of 23 and 71 members, and they governed the uh, tribunals in the land of Israel during Jesus' time. And so Nicodemus was a high affluent person that was a part of a very distinct group called the Pharisees, and he was also a part of a legalistic group called the Sanhedrin. And this man was a ruler of the Jews. That word ruler is where we get our English word prominent. So Nicodemus was a prominent member of society. He was a man that had a very extensive Rolodex. He was a man that when he spoke, other people listened to. He was a man of very high and affluent means. But we find in verse number two that this man came to Jesus by night. He came to Jesus by night. This man, this affluent man, who had a very extensive Rolodex that everybody in the community knew, came to this man named Jesus by night. That tells us a whole lot um, in this very small section of scripture because it tells us, one, that while he was affluent, while he was prominent, while he was a very successful man, Nicodemus cared a lot about what other people thought of him. And so in order to shield his reputation and be known as one who precipitated the likes of Jesus and his disciples, he came to Jesus by night. Now, John further goes on in John chapter number 12, beginning at verse number uh, 39 through 42, and says that many of the Pharisees believed in Jesus, but because they were scared of their fellow Pharisaic members, they kept their beliefs to themselves. And so here it is, Nicodemus, this very prominent man who comes to Jesus by night because he is fearful of what his contemporaries would say if he is associated with Jesus. And then he comes to Jesus and he says, we know that you are a teacher that has come from God. I want you to understand this in verse number two, because whether or not he meant to say it in his context begs to be argued. But he says, we speaking on behalf of his colleagues in the Pharisee court and in the Sanhedrin. I want you to think about this behind the scenes that Nicodemus and his contemporaries are sitting around the table talking about what Jesus is doing. They understood that what Jesus was doing and the miracles that he was performing were from God. As a matter of fact, in verse number two, he says that we know that you come from God because no one could do the things that you've done except God before him. So I want you to understand a couple of things in this point in this particular passage, as we move forward. One, uh, Nicodemus was a very affluent man, a prominent man. He was a man of high influence, but he was scared of what people would think of him. If he associated with the likes of Jesus, he had undeniable evidence that what Jesus was doing was simply come from God. But watch this. He came to Jesus by night because he was afraid of everybody else. I have approached some of my um, white evangelical brothers and told them as I have gotten many prayer requests and many text messages and many emails from many of my contemporaries who are saying that we are praying for you and praying for your community in this time of unrest. And while that is great, while I appreciate those emails and those texts, that is simply a Nicodemus coming to me by night. It is one thing to acknowledge me by email. It is another thing to acknowledge me publicly. And this is where you must get beyond your podiums and get beyond your pulpits and get beyond your affluent circles and speak to what you know is true. And that is the injustice in this land. I appreciate all the things that have been given to me, but unfortunately what they do not know is that by sending those emails and those texts to me in a private form that they're coming to me by night because they are scared to associate themselves with the melee that is going on in this current culture. It is going to take men and women of bold and, and progressive to stand up and call wrong, wrong and right, right makes no difference what side of the political aisle that you fall on, whether you are blue, whether you're red, whether you're independent. It makes no, den- no difference on what denomination you affirm yourself to be. Baptist, Methodist, it does not make a difference. When you see wrong and injustice happening in the land, you must throw to the wind your prominence, your reputation and speak out on those things which needs to be spoke out against. So here it is, Nicodemus, a very affluent man comes to Jesus by night because he is scared of what his contemporaries are going to say if he's seen associating with the likes. I had a very good friend of mine say that when I was talking to him and asked him why does he not make a public statement in this regard, his words to me were, I'm afraid of losing my social capital. I mean, that was a time of transparency that this brother said to me, he said, I know what I see is wrong, but if I stand up and say that in a public sense, I will lose the social capital that I've worked so hard to gain. In other words, he was saying, I see what's going on in the landscape. I see what happened to brother George Floyd and it is a injustice to say the least, but I am afraid to speak out against that publicly because I have contemporaries around me that do not hold to that same belief. And so at the risk of losing his capital, he kept his mouth closed for injustice. And if we're going to fight this particular pandemic, this this issue that is spreading like wildfire throughout the nation, It is going to take you to take a bold stand. It's going to take you standing up on your job, standing up in the midst of your family, standing up in the midst of all your high affluent friends and speaking out on what's wrong. If it's wrong, then it's simply wrong. No matter who commits the wrong, we ought to be bold enough and courageous enough to call wrong, wrong and right, right. Uh, Martin Luther King in 1967 in his speech called uh, The Other America and speaking to a group of Stanford graduates uh, aimed his finger at those in the religious circle and said those who call themselves Christians, those who claim to have a relationship with the righteous God and in the same manner do not speak out against the acts of unrighteousness against a certain group of people have forfeited their right to be called children of a righteous God. Martin Luther King said, if you're going to call yourself a Christian and do not stand up for the unrighteousness that is perpetrated against people who cannot stand up for himself, he said, then you need to turn in your card of calling yourself a Christian. He said, because Jesus himself would stand up for those who are being persecuted. And so in this time today, I pray that the message that goes forth is that it's going to take courage, it's going to take boldness and decisive action on behalf of all of us in order to right some of these wrongs that we are currently experiencing. History will judge your silence. Your kids and your kids' kids will ask you, what did you do in this moment? And you have to be bold enough to take a stance, even as unpopular as it is, about what's right is right and what's wrong is wrong. God bless you.